Welcome to the Winning at Retirement podcast with your host, Robert Harwood. Are you ready to explore a better approach and a better method that gives you better answers and better results? Lend us your ear and we'll help guide you through the steps to achieving your personal financial goals that will lead you to your unique retirement destination. You know, I'm sure, Bob, those that are listening. Oh, by the way, welcome, folks. It's uh, Schnitt here, along with Robert Harwood, the president and CEO of the Harwood Financial Group. And, Bob, I was about to say, as we begin a brand new show here, I'm sure that there are many people listening who have known folks that have uh, gone to detox. <laughs> I don't know whether it's whether it's a, a relative, whether it was a, a coworker. You know, detox. <laughs> well, guess what, folks? Detox is not only things that some humans go through, but detox is something that the financial markets also go through. Bob, you want to you want to grab the wheel on this one? We'll talk about detox. You know, I got to say detox isn't always a bad thing because I, I, I'm careful with my diet and sometimes I'll change my diet to maybe detox a little bit. You know, you see people with lemon water with a little pepper in it, you know. And they're detoxing their system. Well, you've got yeah. multiple levels. You have multiple levels of detox, like you know, the, yeah. you know, <laughs> different <laughs> detoxes. And yes. here's what I think: I think the stock market needs a little detox too. So that's what we're going to talk about today: is, is the coming financial detox. And and what I mean by that, and and this is really important, is that. We have not had a market correction. You know, 2008 was really, really hard, and we're going to talk about that a little bit today. And we haven't had that for a long time. And typically, the market goes through a serious correction, you know, 20%, 30 40 50%, even more sometimes, about every five or six years. And we haven't seen this for a very long time, I mean, 2008. And so we're going to eventually get a correction. Now, here's what I believe. Corrections are important because they detox the market, you know? And when you have a correction, it's typically because of something. And right now, because we've had this stimulus in the market, we have a lot of companies and investments that frankly aren't very good. And there's other ones that are just solid blue chip and brown forever. And when the market corrects, a lot of these bad companies go out of business, the good ones survive, and we've cleanse the market and that financial detox is important but the question is when's the next financial detox i mean we need it it's coming when's that going to happen well you know when i hear a description like that and you know it's kind of like trimming the the dead leaves or the yeah. the poorly performing branches off a tree or off of a plant and you get rid of something that, that drags maybe the plant down, and then it, it tends to thrive and, and, and comes back when you, you yeah. do some pruning. It's important. It's important. Listen, no one wants a correction. And what we don't want to do is say, okay, you know, uh, it's been a long time. I'm going to sit in cash because it's coming eventually. But listen, there's things that we can see, you know, that, that are related to issues in the market and kind of give us a little forewarning when the next correction is coming. And one thing I do know is that the market has been overstimulated. I mean, it's been overstimulated for a very long time. In 2008, they, they, they lowered interest rates and that didn't quite work so well. So then they started printing money and throwing all this money into the market. 
and trying to make a recovery. And, and thank God that we didn't go into a Great Depression. I mean, everyone's worried about Great Depression. Remember how bad it was back then? Oh, it, it was awful. 2008, I absolutely. People that had lost uh, 40, uh, up to 50% of their value in their portfolios. You know, bringing up the stimulus, and we all remember, you, you remember you, you would drive around, there's also the, the, uh, the, the stimulus that was uh, put into the infrastructure, and you'd see those signs, you know, this is part of the, the infrastructural yeah. stimulus uh, program. Uh, the, the question I have, though, Bob, and you, you bring up stimulus, uh, for instance, and again, the stimulus did stabilize the market. Uh, there was just a lot of stimulation monetarily jammed in. But I know that there are other areas that were also screwed up. So w- what was messed up? Uh, we know what was oh. helped on a positive sense, but what was... Well, I can what, tell you what's... Yeah. How about what's still messed up? I yeah. mean, we're not even messed up back then, but still messed up. That's you what know, I mean. That one of the things that caused that last correction had to do with banks, right? And they always talked about banks being too big to fail, which, frankly, they're still too big to fail. I mean, they didn't fix that at all. But they were packaging and selling mortgages. And what the banks would do is, you know, in the old days, you had your local bank, and if you're going to take a mortgage on your home, you know, it was a little risk to the bank, but they would check you out, make sure you're a uh, good credit, and they'd lend you the money, and the bank would get a little interest from that for 30 years, and then it'd be paid off. But now what they do is they take that mortgage and they sell them. And what they were doing is packaging them. So they're saying, okay, we're going to take these mortgages. And and they would take two or three really good mortgages and two or three really bad risk mortgages that people didn't have any money. And they put them together, and then they would sell that and tell everyone, oh, it's great stuff. Look at this mortgage here. It's AAA. But they forgot to talk about the bad ones in there. And, and the, those structures were sold all over, and frankly, they blew up. They were time Those bombs. were the, the mortgage-backed securities and all that oh. all that bundling. And, you know, I remember those stories because, you know, I, I talked about this extensively through the financial crisis yeah. on my nationally well, syndicated tell, schnitt well, show. Let me tell you something. We learned nothing because there's four times as many of those out there now today than during the crash. In fact, there's wow. more of that bundled junk out there than the entire world creates in production in a year, you know, income wow. in a year. It's four times worse than it ever was. So I'd suggest that when that bubble bursts, it's going to be a big one. I mean, it's going to be a big one. You know, what always bothered me, and folks, keep in mind that what we're talking about here, these are the the heavy, uh, you know, big-ticket financial issues that end up trickling down to all of us that invest on a much smaller level. This is uh, Things like this are what guide the economy or cause the ups, the downs, the speed bumps. And one of the things I remembered, which was so disturbing, and I remember talking about this, uh, one of the big institutions that uh, was, was part of uh, the, the collapse of you know, these mortgage-backed securities and the, the whole financial market that was on the, the cusp of ruin. I remember that they were putting together these bundles and selling these securities, these mortgage-backed yes. securities. But, but unbelievably, they were selling those securities, Bob, uh, to individuals, to other institutions. But on the back end, they were secretly betting against those knowing yeah. that they were going to fail. I mean, uh, yeah. talk about, I mean, that that's criminal. And no one went to jail. No one went to jail. I mean, and, and, and the thing, Todd, is 
all that stuff's still here. I mean, we've been real euphoric about this rise in the market. And I got to tell you that, that we did really well because of stimulus. You know, it drove the market up. We did great. Our clients did great with it and everything. But I got to tell you the other side, it's slowing down. You know, they are now saying the market no longer needs stimulus. In fact, let's take some stimulus out. So what are they doing now? They're raising interest rates. We're going to talk about some other things they're doing next segment that you need to be aware of. But the one that's apparent to everybody is they're raising interest rates. So when they lowered interest rates, the market goes up because you have cheap money. And this cheap money is available even to bad companies, not very healthy ones, because they get money cheap. And this financial detox that's going to come is going to cleanse this out of the market because the cheap money will be gone. These companies will go out of business. And a lot of people, in my opinion, speculate in the stock market. Your financial advisors are not buying tried and true, good, solid investments they're, they're, they're trying to hit home runs, and unfortunately, you're going to strike out, right? Because when you're swinging for the fences, uh, you might strike out with your finances, and no one needs that, but this is not the time to play that game. Well, it's also unbelievable how people don't learn from history. You know, one of the things that I think makes the Harvard Financial Group special is that you guys build portfolios, you manage the accounts for your clients from a fiduciary standpoint, meaning you act in the best interests of your clients, which is crucial. If you're not working with a fiduciary, well, that's you know, pretty darn problematic in, in my respect. But you know, you guys know how to build these portfolios to weather the storms. Uh, so yeah. when when nasty stuff hits, people are okay. You know, so this this global look and what we're talking about. I mean, again, all of this is relevant to you and me, the individual investor. We're, we're going to need a little time for this, and we still have a lot of time to go. But we're going to go into the five things that you can do right now to make sure that you do not run out of money in retirement. Uh, I mean, talk about you know lay, laying down a good plan. We're going to give you some some really good guidance here in just a matter of moments. All right, Bob. Before we get into that, you know, you want to follow up a little more on the market detox. Yeah, yeah I think I think it's important. You know, the the market detox. Really, what we're talking about is the next market correction. We hear a lot of people on the radio and TV and everything, and sometimes they're going to scare us a little bit that this big crash is coming and you got to take all your money and put it here or put it there. You know, here, here's the reality. There's a lot of problems out there. You know, you kind of asked me, what are some of the big problems? And we talked about, you know, the, the thing that they cite that caused 2008, the, the, these mortgage packaged securities that they sold that, that they never should have been allowed to do that are four times worse today than they ever were. So that big bubble still sits out there. The huge banks are out there. But you know what else is out there? A huge debt that our government has incurred on our behalf to stimulate back the market. They've been printing money like crazy to get the market to go up. And so all those problems still exist. So it's a little bit of musical chairs, right? You don't know when the music's going to stop. And it makes people nervous. And so what I want to tell our listeners is, is that the market has changed. The stimulus is gone. In fact, in October, the government said, hey, look, we don't need this stimulus anymore. And they started doing a couple things. They started raising interest rates even before that. But all that money they printed, people don't realize this, but they're taking it out of the system. They're saying, hey, look, we put trillions of dollars in. It's time to take it out. We don't need that stimulus anymore. And frankly, it is messing up the market. It's why you're seeing the volatility you're seeing. You're seeing all the bumps in the road. 
And so we've gotten used to stimulus. We, we're we're kind of like children. You know, when you give your kid candy all the time, they get used to sugar. And then you take the candy away and they act out, right? They, they have a, an attitude problem because you took away their sugar. It's the same thing in the stock market. They've been printing and putting money in. And now that not only did they stop printing it, but they're saying, look, I want my money back. And they're taking that money back. And the market is misbehaving because of that. And here's the issue everyone needs to be aware of. The Federal Reserve has announced, this is last October, that we will take our money back over the next four years. All that printing we did and creating all that artificial stimulus, it, we want it back over the next four years. And you know what that means to most people, Todd? That the next four years are going to be challenging. I mean, the market is not going to be the, right. I'm going to buy anything and it's going to go up. I mean, listen, the market went up two to 300%. Yep. If, if you did not make money in this recovery, man, there's something wrong because it was a great recovery. But that recovery is over now. We're going back to what we hope will be a normal market. And you've got to rethink your strategy. You've got to really think about this. And what I'm seeing, Todd, is we have this wonderful program called CPR, Complete Planning Review, where people can come in and sit with me. And we get a lot of calls every show. People want to come in, and I think that's wonderful. And what we ask you to do is bring in your statements from your current advisor. And if, if you're doing it yourself, you bring in your statements that you're doing. And what I'm seeing is most financial advisors are not understanding that things have changed. They're just doing what they did last year and the year before and the year before. And, and frankly, it was easy on everybody when the market was going up. But things are changing. This is a different market. And what I'm seeing, Todd, when people come in is their advisors are putting their clients at too much risk. I mean, right. you just don't want to do that right now. All right. So things were going well. Then we had the big, huge downturn in 07 and 08. We had the market crash. Then we had the recovery, and a, a very strong recovery at that, but your thoughts are that it can't continue at this pace and people are still operating or people are getting advice from their advisors and brokers as if this, uh, this fairy tale is going to continue well, unabated. They stimulated the market and went up. What's going to happen when they stop stimulating the market? Mm -hmm. And they stop stimulating right. the market. They have stopped the stimulus. Now, the tax plan is a form of stimulus, but they are taking their money back. They're raising interest rates. I mean, they're not fixing the problems. Our deficit is way too big. You know, they got all these mortgage-backed securities. Banks are too big to fail. I mean, they didn't fix anything, but they stimulated it, and they're going to take that stimulus out, and it's a very challenging time in the markets. The next four years are going to be very, very tough. And so uh, look, what people need to do is they need to, they need to be careful right now. You know, we're, we're going to talk about, you know, uh, um, what some of the things you can do next segment, but they need to be careful. And what I offered to do is sit with people and do a review with them. You know, you're welcome to come in, sit with me, one of my advisors, and just let me look at what you're doing. And I'm going to suggest whether or not you're being too risky. Are you doing the right thing? And I'm going to show you how we would do it different. My goal is always to build a bulletproof retirement. Now, there's no way to be 100% bulletproof, but maybe we can do a good job at protecting ourselves just in case that crash pops up, right? And so this is your opportunity, if you would like to come sit with me, get a good review, and just kind of see what's going on inside your portfolio. Uh, Bob, I know before we get into it, I, you know, we, we, have, we have a lot of ground to cover. You know, we've got the five things that'll 
help make sure that you do not run out of money in retirement. But I know, Bob, you had a couple of other areas in which you wanted to uh, roll quickly. Yeah, you know, I have a little concern because as I sit with people and we do reviews, what I find out is that most people are taking way too much risk with their portfolio. And I mean, they're telling their financial advisors, I want to be conservative, but their advisors either aren't listening or they don't understand the markets, you know. But the reality is, and especially for those of you just joining us, is we're talking about something I call a financial detox, a cleansing of the markets. But that's a correction. And those corrections need to happen. We need those. But it doesn't mean that you have to lose everything and start over again because there's a right way to invest. And if you do things the right way, you could do great. I mean, you can do wonderful. And I don't care what goes on in the market. Your life should not be based on the stock market. The stock market is a tool to build your wealth, but it certainly isn't a place to protect your wealth. You know, so you, you gotta be smart about this. But the key is, is we can show you the right way to navigate these challenging markets. And the reason this is important is that our government has applied a lot of stimulus to the markets. I mean, a lot of stimuluses, but they didn't really fix a lot of things. And so many of those problems that were out there before still exist today. But we've forgotten them because it was years ago since the last correction, but the problems are still there, but they got masked by this fake stimulus, the printing of money, the lowering of interest rates, maybe this new tax plan also, which I think is wonderful, is more stimulus on the market. And it's hiding the fact that all these problems still exist. The the market is still a mess, and it's just a matter of time before that catches up with us. So what I'm encouraging is for our listeners to start being a little more cautious, maybe uh, slap your advisor on the side of the head and say, listen to me, I wanna be more careful. We've recovered, we've gotten our money back, we've grown, but I just don't wanna do 2008 again. That was too hard on me and my family. Don't do that to me, and and I have an issue. By the way, that's slapping your current advisor, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. listen, here's the answer. You know, listen, my goal, my goal as a fiduciary is to watch over my client's best interests. And it's not in their best interest to lose everything in the next correction. And it's not their best interest to pay exorbitant fees on their finances. You know, you need to work with the right kind of advisor and you have to get the right person on your team. And as the market's changing, maybe this is a time to make that change. Maybe this is a time you got to think about that stuff. I know we've talked about this. I mean, it's kind of a new era or just a continuation of some of the irrational exuberance that existed. Yeah, Yeah, they haven't fixed. I mean, listen, they fixed a few things. People are back to work, but they're back to work because of the stimulus, you know, and and things things seem better now. Well, they seem better because of the stimulus. Um, All those problems are still out there. You know, no one went to jail. They didn't fix anything. The same politicians are doing the same things they've always done, and and nothing's really changed. We just feel better about it because, and I love this, we're back to work, and employment is good, and businesses are doing well, and I like the new tax plan, but don't forget the problems still exist, and the fact is that the stimulus masked those problems. They have stopped stimulating the market other than the tax plan, and they're now stopped printing money, and they're taking the money back out, and they're raising interest rates, and who knows what all this means, but the last thing you want to do is go through 2008 again. So let's learn our lessons. Let's not repeat our mistakes. 
and, and not do the same thing. And this is a great opportunity for you to make changes. Well, also, you know, I am clearly looking at you know the chatter of uh, potential trade wars and what that impact could be on the economy as well. Bob, let's start making our way into the five things that you can do right now to make sure that you have enough money to retire. And this yeah. this is a, a big fear, but also when people hear the word retire, you know, you can't have the, the attitude, oh, I don't need to worry about that now. Uh, that's going to be at 65 or 70 years old. Retire? No, I'm only 35. I'm only 42, 47 years old. I'm 50. I've got time to worry about that. The bottom line is you should be planning for retirement. I mean, really, as soon as you start working. But yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, certainly in, that. in your in your 30s and your 40s, you ought to be well on your way to having a great retirement plan. We all want financial security. So let's talk about some of the five essential steps. And, and especially if you're 10 or 15 years before retirement or maybe even newly retired, these are all important. But the first thing you want to do, and we do this, when you come in and sit with me and, and we do a CPR, we do this exercise together. And actually, it's pretty fun. Uh, but we want to figure out what you're spending now, because here's what I believe. The ultimate retirement is when you quit working, you got everything you have now in retirement. I mean, why would you want anything less? And so we want to figure out what you're spending now. And that's pretty easy to do. But the easiest way to do that, Todd, is I, and I tell everyone to do this is just go look at your checkbook and you take the last year. Right. What did I spend out of my checkbook in the last year and divide by 12? And that's what you spent on average each month. And wouldn't it be great to have that in retirement? You know, if you're spending five or $6,000 a month, wouldn't you like to have that same five to 6,000 a month in retirement? I mean, it'd be a great sure. retirement if you didn't have to change anything. And so I don't like budgeting. I, I don't like that stuff. I don't want you to sit down and count your shekels and say, I spent this today and that on lunch and this on movies. Just simply go into your checkbook, look what you spent over the year, divide it by 12, and that's what you spend on average. And that covers everything. That gets your credit card bills, that gets your uh, taxes on your property, all that stuff comes out of your checkbook. Super easy. We can do that together. And then I'll show you how to build a plan to have that in retirement. The second thing is practice before you leap, right? You know, people go, oh, I'm ready to retire. I can live on this. And they go retire. But the reality is, is they don't know if they're going to be comfortable or not. And we don't want to redo our retirement. You retire, you give up this great job, and then you find out you can't live on that little bit of money and you go back and get another job and you end up being a greeter at Walmart or whatever it is because your good job was gone. Don't be that person. Kind of chair fly. Practice your retirement. So if you said to me, Robert, I can live on $6,000 a month in retirement, I say, well, a year or two before retirement, let's start living on 6000 a month. Let's see how it feels before you give up that good job. Very, very important. So chair fly. In the military, I would chair fly my retirement. Right all the time you climb into the simulator you know right Cl yeah climb into yeah. the simulator and you know if you've been to an air show sometimes they have the simulators set up uh, or uh, you know some amusement areas have you know simulate sit in the chair and and, and fly yeah. your retirement to see what it looks like yeah, you know in the movies you see the pilot i was an air force pilot so i flew for 10 years in the military yeah pilots always talk with their hands and they're flying their airplanes with their hands they're chair flying they're practicing their mission the little loops yeah. and rolls with your hands you know so so practice it, you know, and, and listen, now I'm going to talk about a few other things as well. Uh, I want to get into that next segment, but here's the key. Our firm, we can help you plan 
so that you can do well regardless of market conditions. The idea is to have a really good plan. Let's get everything moving in the right direction for you. And let's not take too much risk while we do that. So let's take the time to sit together. The book is wonderful. I want you to read it. I think there's a lot of great information. Uh, but most important is to sit together, do a good review, and make sure you're doing the right thing because the market is changing. It is going to get more challenging for us. And let's just sit down and do a good checkup, like a physical with your doctor, and make sure that all of the systems are working right so that you can c continue just working hard, enjoying yourself, whatever it is you like to do, let's continue doing that. Bob, let's finish up on the five things you can do right now to make sure that you're uh, not um, in bad shape in retirement. Yeah. Yeah, you know, this is really important, especially if you're uh, 5, 10, 15 years before retirement or newly retired. You want to make sure you have this right. So the first thing we talked about was figuring out your spending. Know what you're spending. That way, uh, when you retire, maybe we can have the exact same amount of money in retirement. It's how we build our plans for our clients. We want you to be really comfortable. Can you imagine how great it would be if nothing changed when you retired except you don't go to work? Got more time to go do the things you enjoy. So we'll show you how to build that plan. And I talked about just go in your checkbook. Look at how much you spent in a year, divide by 12, and that's what you spent on a month average. So that's super easy. The other thing we talked about, which I think is kind of cute, but practice before you leap. Chairfly your retirement. If you said to me, Robert, I can live on $6,000 a month in retirement, and maybe you're making more than that right now, just try living on $6,000 a month right now, see how it feels, and say, yeah, I can do that, or maybe I need to save a little more. And, and so practice before you leap, because you don't want to give up a good job and, and then find out you're not comfortable on that income. So that's really practical. And then once we know that stuff, I can help you develop a savings target. If you're not retired yet, I can say, you know, this is how much we need to save every year because this is how much money we would need for your retirement. If you're already retired, the last thing you want to do is run out of money. And I can show you this is how much money you should have and how to invest it. Number four on the list is don't mess up your Social Security. Uh, people make so many mistakes in how they take it, and it's really confusing. You have a lot of choices on Social Security, so I will help you with your best strategies. Do I take it early? Do I take it late? Maybe one of you takes it early and one takes it late. I'll help you with that. Let's put that strategy together. So, again, the, that's not a one-size-fits-all. There is an individual no. strategy for individual people. And you want it, man. You can get so much more money by doing this right. You're leaving money on the table if you do this the wrong way. I will teach you your how, how to do it, and I'll show you how to do it right for you. And then the last thing is get a plan. I mean, I see so many people come in for CPR, you know, which is a wonderful program. And they've got investments, they got everything right, but they don't know it. I just sat with somebody and, and they, they kind of wiped the sweat off their brow and they said, you mean I'm on track? You mean I'm doing okay? And I said, yeah, you're doing great, but that advisor you've been working with, one was overcharging them, but number two, never gave them a plan. They had no idea. All they knew is they had some money and they wanted to retire in about five or six years. Uh, when we sit together, I will build you a financial strategy, and I'll build you a strategy that I believe can weather these storms, can get us through challenging markets, and allow you to retire in a way with dignity, to enjoy yourself, to have a good retirement. Well, let's talk about what your goals are and how to financially achieve them. It is not about the Wall Street casino. I mean, you're not out there playing roulette, I hope, with your money. What I would like to do is show you how to really have a good financial plan with the right financial accounts 
So you can be comfortable that all that work you're doing is going to come out well for you and you can retire well. And if you're already retired, I'll show you how to do it for a retiree. It's super easy. Folks, the five things you can do now to make sure that your money lasts, that you don't run out of money in retirement. And this is where the Harwood financial team comes into play is getting the plan in order, having the professionals, having folks that do this day in and day out, becoming the largest independent firm in the Tampa Bay area with clients that love the Harwood team. All right, again, folks, you want to sit with the Harwood team. Would you like a copy of the free book? 800-395-4279. And the Harwood Financial Group online at winatretirement.com. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Winning at Retirement podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new podcasts become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Harwood Financial Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. There is no guarantee that the statements, opinions, or forecasts provided herein will prove to be correct. Securities investing involves risk, including the potential for loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment plan or strategy will be successful.